is the, the podcast for people who like beer, people who like talking about beer, and hopefully people who like listening to us talk about beer. Yes. Anyway. Don't we have a saying that says something like that? I honestly don't remember. It's we been a while. beer is meant to be talked over and talked about. Yes, I like that. Yeah, you came up with that. Well, look at me. I don't remember all these strokes of genius. I'm Liz. We should go around the table and we introduce should. ourselves. And, and, and why don't you like, give a little bit of what you think about beer as we go around? Why don't you start? Beer is good. We should talk about what we're drinking at the moment. Yes. Um, we're very lucky today to have a fancy private room uh, at Crisp, which is delightful. Oh, thank you. It's nice. It means nice, yeah. Um, also, you can order cheese plates here, which is delightful. But I have an Avery White Rascal right now. Of course you do. Of course I do. Let's go around the table, too, since you have opinions about things. Of course I have. And you just got a cheese plate. And I feel uh, extremely happy about that. I'm, I'm Dan. Uh, what are you drinking? I'm, I'm drinking 11 Below uh, Color bl- Blind. And Have you had that before? I have had it before, and I'm about to enjoy some cheese, so I'm going to kick it over to Jeff. Like a warm blanket? Never happened. Well, Never it's, happened. it's because him and Michael Jackson's uh, right. second son bear striking resemblance to each other. I also have a colorblind IPA, red IPA for IPA day. I like what the red IPA brings to the table. We have a new voice today. Tyson, why don't you tell us a little about what kind of beer you like to drink and are drinking right now? Uh, I am currently drinking a North Coast Old Rasputin uh, Nitro, actually. Uh, Russian Imperial style. I do like the darker beer stouts and quarters, but uh, you know, I'll mess with an IPA. I do like my my uh, double IPAs and everything. So. Nice. Have you had the Saloon Door Tasty AF peanut butter and chocolate stout yet? I have not. You need to get some of that going in your life. Okay. Yeah. Um, Dark Mistress of Beer is here as well, Sean. What's up with you? Good afternoon. My name is Ocean. Jeff has fondly given me the name the Dark Mistress of Beer. I feel like it should be said that. Intimidating with those awesome headphones. I, I probably there needs to be. Are really menacing. They are. Yeah. yeah. And I think you say it. I am drinking the hop flight, which I think Meredith has it open to be able to tell us what it is, but it's definitely got um, Jabberwocky from One Pint. It's got Green Flash. If you do something quasi illegal. Jeff is our guy. <laughs> and at the end of the table, sir, why don't you give us a shout out? 
Oh shit, Zima's back. That's right, Zima's back. <laughs> Zima's back. Oh, we can talk about that. Yeah, yeah, Mary brought me one for yeah. my birthday. Sean, down there at the end of the table, do you like Zima, yes or no? No. Alright, tell us what you are drinking then. Um, can we hear me? Uh, oh, no, or what you already yeah. drank. You, you're so successful down there. Look at that. What, what have you been no. drinking, rather? Nobody can hear me. Roll the dice. Oh, we can actually hear you. Damn it. <laughs> you roll the dice. Oh. The roll the dice flight? Yes. No. Which we don't know what it is because. Yeah, I don't know what it is. They won't even tell you what it is. Yeah, they tell me. Uh, there was the watermelon, I believe. Yeah. The watermelon wit? Yes. Do you hate it? Actually, no. With the sweetness of the watermelon, I was talking to Tyson and Goldshine about this that it, uh, when you walk by a brewery or you walk by a, um, a bakery, you get this smell that you can almost taste. It actually brings out that same, the grains of the beer. I might need to try it again. I had it's it not, once years ago, and it was one of the few beers I could not finish. Not, it's not good. It's okay. <laughs> but it brings the... It, it's, it's, it's not bad. It's not like this really, really good beer. It's not bad. Uh-huh. It's, it's that it brings out that grain. Okay. Beer, which makes it... It's like chewing a sack of oats. If you will. I love it. Let's let's do that. That sounds delightful. So, Michael, you are down there. I, I am down here. And, and you also uh, like long walks on the beach and holding hands with yourself, right? Are you also a Pisces? I like holding hands with Sean. Okay, okay. I was mistaken. You holding Sean, Sean's hand in one hand and the beer. You know? I, I hold Sean's microphone. What kind of beer? Oh. Do you have? <laughs> <laughs> on the beach. On the beach. Only on the beach. Okay. What kind of beer do you have? Uh, this is. Pretty. Very little about the beer. So my favorite part of the website is the section 
called, I believe it's called Arosa Style, and it's pictures of women in, in their clothing with bottles of what unopened. What kind of clothing? Fancy clothing? Are no, they supposed to be? No, not no? necessarily. Just women out there walking the streets. I feel this doesn't reflect me in my This feels so so strange. strange. No, it doesn't. Wh women in clothing walking the, walk in the streets. So. <laughs> <laughs> they all are carrying as an accessory, mm -hmm. I would imagine, an unopened bottle of Arosa. Most of them are scowling. Some of them are actually hiding the bottle behind handbags. Because they're sad to be seen with it. It's, it's very sad. I don't think it's a hashtag that's going to catch on. But and so the hashtag even, itself was? Uh, well, there's two hashtags. Okay. There's hashtag fear for her, and then there's also the hashtag Arosa style. So even on the brewery's own website, in their own marketing material, the women are embarrassed to be seen with it. That that seems there were there were a few really who were smiling. Marketing. Not one person drinking this beer. Sounds like all just the bottles were holding <laughs> the bottle. They were smiling because they hadn't tried it yet. Because it's an imitation marble bottle. Pink, oh. by the way. Right? Yeah. 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 Totally. It's marbly pink. It, it didn't look too pink. I just get more and more of the feeling. It is it is not pink. My bad, because why would a woman want pink? <laughs> Just I really thought when I, when you posted it, Jeff, I really, or who posted it? Okay, yeah, Jeff, yeah, I really Jeff. thought that it was a fake news story. I, I yes. Yeah. Fake news, that's great. Oh, wait, that's real. Oh, shit. I've been drinking the wrong beer all these years. All these years, and I didn't know. How did I know that let me all share of the other beer out there was not marketed for me? And let me just share know. a little something from their website. Arosa is a representation of a woman's strength and a girl's tend to tune out whenever someone mentions Lion and Google. Sorry. Don't they have lots of ladies in the Heineken commercials? Yes. But I think, are they But they're all fawning. you the 
as a male, are they trying to sell you the Heineken by association Perhaps, as opposed to I, ladies want to buy the Heineken? I don't know. It there. seems like the Heineken ads, it's just a giant party and everybody's drinking Heineken. Everybody's blonde and drinking Heineken. Yeah, okay. The most recent Heineken. The most recent Heineken commercials I've seen were with uh, Benicio del Toro, right? And he's like got oh, two. Yeah. He's, he's flanked like by scowling. two women, yeah. and he's like, "This sucks because I'm drinking Heineken, <laughs> but they paid me right, lots of news. money." Thanks. Thanks. While we're talking about machismo, Tyson, Dan, Michael, Professor, if we were to jointly make a public statement and drink a rosé in public, what would that say? We defy your yeah. Would, would you be supporting gender gender neutral beer? Is that the phrase you use? That's, like, that's a great thing to support. I mean, I just want to put it out there that if somebody gets a hold of a bottle of a rosé, I think that you should. Oh it. fuck yeah! No, I want to try this shit. Like, I what, also what I kind of beer is it? We didn't. I feel like we didn't. We didn't ask like what kind of beer is it? What does that mean? I have no idea. <laughs> I talked about our artistic shit on the website. I want to know how long Ladies you had to spend. To get confused with this. How long you, did you have to spend on the website to find that out? Like, how deep did you have to search? Oh, they put it right out there. They do, but then they immediately go they change the subject. talking about how beautiful the bottle is. It's very <laughs> odd. So I will say the only people that I know who hoard bottles, um, empty bottles, are dudes. We true. actually, uh, one of Dan's best friends, had a, had had a beer bottle wall for a long time. I have a bottle of wine. Now I've made it to you We have a couple of random bottles, but I keep I think that's, to put them in the I think that's out of laziness. So we were traveling, Eric and I were traveling, and we were in Colorado Canyon, and our Airbnb hosts, are, they're all cyclists, and they actually use beer bottles as trophies. So, oh. so they'll soak the bottle, and they will... Is that an issue for you? Babies at bars? Yeah. I, I would prefer that the babies not be at the bars. 
What's an appropriate cutoff time for that? Like time of day or age? Or did you just mean just in general? Can can we go back one step? Like when you when we say babies, I'm saying I'm saying d- children. I'm saying you know. But you're talking about like ambulatory children. Yeah, you're talking about somebody that can walk around. I'm talking about that too. Yeah, I'm talking about. That. I mean, a baby. I don't really care because a baby is like in my life. Except for my second problem is we're all here. We're adults. We like to curse like sailors. You yes. brought your kid to a bar. Don't look at me sideways by dropping that bomb. Oh yeah. Oh yeah 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 no. Like yeah, that's that ship sailed. They can go fuck themselves. Yeah. I have stories about this actually. I, you know, having run a bar, I've had that situation, and I ran a bar. We didn't have a kitchen. We didn't allow anyone under twenty-one in the bar at all. Period. But. If someone brings an infant, I'm not concerned with the infant sidling up to the bar and trying to order a beer. So, yeah, come on in. You can stay for a while. Have what? a couple of drinks. And I'm not talking about people bringing their kids in at midnight. I'm talking about people during happy hour. You know, they're meeting their friends out for drinks before they go to dinner or something. So they bring in their baby. So but I've had employees. I don't want to serve them. They have a baby. And I'm looking at them. I was like, last weekend, you and I were out with your kid who's of age. And we were doing shots. So I don't get what your problem is. So I actually, like, I had a friend that ran into this where he was at an undisclosed bar that I will not say that served food, and he was just eating, and he was going to have a beer, and it was 7, and his daughter, who's 16, they wouldn't let her in. And he was like, I just want to eat and have a beer and then take her home. And they're like, no. Which I, like, think is, if you're serving food... And it's seven. It's not like it's a rager. Right. The company I worked for had a hard, fast rule for the locations that did have kitchens, and it was nine o'clock. At nine o'clock, everybody who was twenty-one and under or under twenty-one had to be out of the bar. Of course, if you're in there with your family and you're eating dinner, and you got there at eight thirty and you're still in the middle of dinner, we're not going to kick you out. We're going to use you know common yeah. sense. You're not fashion. Yes, we're going to walk over. Hey, you guys, you know. Everyone, when you guys finish, stick around, hang out, do whatever. But we need to get the kids out of here at a reasonable time. They can't hang out here all night long. That's where their children at Russian River. Yes, they were. They have a really good. It's like pizza. Yeah, I feel like if you serve pizza, you just like have to open your door to all the children. Like, come on in. We'll let us give you a slice of. Cheese. But I think a brewery is different. Yeah. They're not really like. I feel as though their hours frequently like breweries have the earlier hours yeah. anyway, so it's a little bit more like doing your quotes family friendly. You know, like on a Saturday afternoon, if you're hanging out 
with your children. Side note. You can't find that babysitter because there's only one anymore. Pennsylvania, I really want to go to Rum Spring Brewery. They closed at five. We couldn't make it in time. No Rum Spring teacher was to be had. Or any beer from them. I feel like the Rum Springer Brewery yes. should be open really late. Yes. They're trying to discover it. Yes. Um, at least you try it. That's what counts. I, I was within two miles of Rum How can you party and find out who you are if you're close at five? Yeah. Exactly. Well, the journey is. So Jeff, is that your phone? It takes a while. Is that your phone? But Jeff is listening to everything with some very expensive headphones. So Why do you have two phones? He also has like two gino- ginormous yeah, phones. I don't think we're quite there yet, but I think pretty soon you'll be able to book rides on Air Force One. So maybe we could have said we were the first ones. This is true. We were headed like to the checklist. Yes. Thank you. Go maybe Melania's you drinking. I feel like you're in the Oval Office. <laughs> so speaking of At least the cabinet room. Um, this is something that we have briefly talked about earlier. Uh, not exactly here, but let's talk about Zima coming back, you guys. Yeah, but... Uh, this is near and dear to my heart. Zima is the first alcoholic beverage that I consumed that was not wine-based or sips of my dad's beer. Um, if it comes back and if I can find it, I, I don't... can try that shit again and it will probably be terrible. But oh, no. it's back. It's actually... It's, it's back. back. It's great right It's at our yes. local Kroger. Oh, it yeah? As delicious as I remember so, the tasting back in the like 90s. So you bought like a sixer and you like sat down for an evening. I bought a six pack. It was $8.99. It's a limited release. It is a limited release. Who makes Zima? Mills Coors. One Zima left in my refrigerator. Are you going to age it? I'm saving it for a special occasion. You can sell her it and it's like a really nice. So I was pretty sure about this, and I had to like just Google this. It so it left the U.S., but it didn't actually. It didn't die. Apparently, it's like really, really big in Japan. Correct. Oh, I was gonna say the. I was gonna say the check. Yeah. Yeah. Arosa is secretly Zima. No. It's just, it, my memory made it taste so good. Mm-hmm. And when I went, it was, it was fantastic. I'm not going to say it. I loved it. It was so good. But I think in my mind, I had made it into some great thing in the movie or whatever it is since I had it. That I was like, is it the same? I can't tell. You know what I mean? It's good. I like it. It's really good. I'll get it again. But I can't tell if it's the same thing or not. 
Go ahead, go ahead. It sounds like my Zena's story might be similar to yours. It you was this. my first alcoholic beverage. Yes, the high five. High table. Well, not the first <laughs> alcoholic beverage ever, but the first one that like I was out of the house and it yes. was a party. And yeah, me too. And it was a Zima, mm -hmm. and I had one, and I was terrified that I was going to get busted. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> No. It's mall mall beverage. Yeah. It was. It filled the void. Like a decade later. Yeah. Zima disappeared, and then someone went, We could make a clear malted beverage. And so it's like, Yeah, Zima. And they're like, No, we'll call it something else. In retrospect, I hope those two guys end up happy together. They're holding hands walking up. Yeah, but like, but Smirnoff Ice was only successful because of like the shenanigans tied to it of like icing people. Yeah, yeah. But like, if icing was not a thing, there would not be like it. It would it would not make any money. Yeah. A lot of liquor companies started doing that. Like Bacardi did the same thing. They they made a malted beverage. It was Bacardi, whatever. I don't even remember what it's called. But they didn't have the icing thing, so it disappeared. Just kind of fizzled. I'm sorry. We need to write this down. We need to do a malt liquor episode. Yes. <laughs> we'll come back to that. Oh, no. That sounds like a good idea. So there is something. Say nights. Uh, Mickey's. All that stuff? Cool. Yeah. Yes. Cool Billy D. Cobra. Oh, no. Cool Bolt was mint. King Cobra. Oh, no. Steel Reserve. Steel Reserve. Red Bull and the Blue Bolt. They had two different kinds of Bolt. What? What? The, uh, what was it called? Yeah, perhaps it's just a discussion episode. But yeah. <laughs> right. We'll come back to this one. But, um, Brian, I want to pick up on something that you said, because you talked about having Zima back in the day and then having it again memories of the first time you had something versus the second time you had something. He was equating uh, the story. It made sense. I'm just going to start spreading the rant or whatever. Brian drinks a lot of Ziva back in the day. And then you were drinking a lot of it. All right. I don't think I've ever um, had Zima. Has anybody um, had any beers where it's like the first time that you drink it, you have a certain kind of memory of it or a certain perception of it, and then you go back like a second or a third time and you're like, oh, this is actually very different from what I thought. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's really pretty 
<laughs> the nectar of old betrothed. I know. I also didn't know that Zima. Did you know Zima means winter? Winter. 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 It's this Slavic Slavic language. What if what if what if a Rosa is just Zima in a fancy bottle? No, but it's a dark lager. It's a semi dark. Uh, they malted. Well, well. They 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 toasted the malt before they made it. It's 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 taste it may still be <laughs> You know, I've never had a Zima. I I too have never had a Zima. But like, so it left it left in 1998. Which I would have been fourteen. So you drinking. No, I was not drinking when I was fourteen. I didn't have anything to drink until I was seventeen. I didn't become like a hardcore drinker until I was at least sixteen. He, he knows. Yeah. <laughs> Dave would go to bars. Wait till eight fifty-nine. But I was. <laughs> so, in, but in ninety-eight, they tried to kick out all the kids. In ninety-eight, Sean and I were were eighteen, so we. Could have had Zima, we just chose not to. You're cool like that. We were we were buying scotch <laughs> instead. So have you guys uh, had beers before that you thought one thing about and then you had it again and your your perception of it changed? I mean, I I guess the first time I had Dogfish 120. Okay. Not a real beer. Um, oh, yeah. this, this is a hotly contested <laughs> beer. Not not an IPA. I mean, I'm sure. Yeah. I mean, not an IPA. Also, also apropos, it, it's IPA day. Yeah. It, but it's, it's not, not it's an not an IPA. IPA. Right. But like the first time I had 120, it was I mean, it, it, it's a good beer. It's a very good beer. That's um, not an IPA. But the second time I had it, it was it was one of those things like, man, this was better the first time I had it. But a lot of things are that way. Yeah. Also, yeah. You so, Oh yeah, for sure. It, I have a Wait, it does or it doesn't? It does. It absolutely yeah, does. Yeah, I I would agree that it probably does because it, what's the alcohol content and on that bitch? Age, it's yeah. I think to begin with it's almost ten percent. I think. I thought it was higher than that. I think we'll have to get Randy's voice from last year and just sample it and put him in here. <laughs> it's not an idea. It's not. <laughs> uh, I think but I think that like that whole like experience too. I mean, like you can say the same thing about like. Anything. I mean, like restaurants, there's a lot of restaurants you go to and you're like, oh, this. And you go there the second time, and you're like, this is shit. <laughs> or you go there the first time, and you're like, this is shit. And it was just like, it's just, you know. Well, it, doesn't even, it doesn't even have to be that extreme. Is it? I re- specifically, uh, talking about restaurants, the first time I went to Valone's over in uh, Memorial City, they have uh, corn ravioli. Whoa. The first time I tried it, it was, you know, it was one of those things where I was like, this is amazing, and I have to... One second stop. Corn inside the ravioli yes. or corn just as corn? the pasta? No, like just corn inside, inside the ravioli. Okay. Yeah. Just corn? I, I can't remember off the top. I mean, it sounds kind of like awesome. Cheese and it's corn. like carbs on carbs on carbs. It's called corn ravioli. Yeah. It's delicious. It was delicious. <laughs> the first time I had it, it was like, this is one of the most amazing things I've ever had. So the next time I went, I had it again, and it was, just, oh, this is a letdown. But that's... Well, I think you, the first you time you romanticize things. Well, the first time you have something, there's that element of surprise. You don't know yeah. what you're going to get, and you try it, and and you're surprised by whatever the result is. After the first time, 
especially if you like something or you really didn't like something, you kind of know already what what you're in for. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. The the trying things is important, and especially I do feel like uh, bartenders are usually so good about that too, like willing to let you try something so that you don't make an egregious mistake and act like a jerk. Tyson, I think this, you were talking about that earlier. Like, yeah, absolutely. People, people make poor decisions all the time with purchasing. They do. While we're on that, so as a bar manager, people try exotic things. Tell us, you know, IPAs in a bar. Do people just, like, throw it out there and I'm just going to be crazy and try an IPA? I, I think we're deep enough into the IPA uh, era. Yeah, we'll call it that. <laughs> we're deep enough in, in, into the IPA era where um, people people know whether or not they like IPAs. You, you run across people who either don't drink beer or hardly ever drink beer or aren't, you know, big into uh, drinking beer who know I like IPAs, I don't like IPAs. Um, but you will occasionally get someone who wants to be adventurous and oh, what should I try? And you'll throw out a couple of things. We have this new beer, you know, it's a double IPA from so-and-so. And I'll try it. And typically, someone like that is going to ask for a taster. Yeah. So you're just going to give them a little shot glass or whatever with a little bit, you know, a couple ounces. Do you ever see the IPA face? Like the Oh, yeah. Uh, for sure. The, What's your best IPA face right my now? My face just melted like. <laughs> <laughs> what, uh, what was the commercials back then? Was it Keystone with the, the bitter, bitter beer face? Bitter face. Yeah. You get people uh, who have the, this. Mm, <laughs> this uh, I've been shot. Oh, yeah. <laughs> not not to go a little bit off topic. So you you just went to California, right? Right. Where'd you go? San Francisco. Okay. So I actually went to San Diego, and I Ooh, went to uh, a lot of a lot of good breweries. So there, there's this there's this bar called uh, God, uh, Fair Republic. I think that's yeah, what it's called. Anyways, it's it's basically like a self serve like frozen yogurt place, but with beer. <laughs> I've heard of that place. And yeah. It's, the most insane thing I've ever experienced in my life, where there's no, there is no bartenders. There's just somebody that like, is that person drunk? Is that person not? So is someone is there like somebody to hand you a glass and go, there you go. Yeah, there is the tap wall. So, so this this place is like insane. Like they put a bracelet on you, and then there's all these different like taps, and there's wine by the way, uh, and you go in there and you just like wave it in front of this thing. And you can, like, pour as much as you want of this one thing, or as little as you want, but it all, like, goes back to your credit card, and, like, you get charged for it, and then I think there's some limit, like, after you've, you know, drank, like, 30 ounces of beer, you basically have to show yourself to not be, you know, a complete fucking train wreck. Nice. Well, guys, uh... This will be my first and last talk that beer podcast because I'll be moving to San Diego. Or thanks for having me. You could be in on the ground floor of starting this up here in. I was just going to say that too. I got a good fifty bucks to put in on this. Yeah, like I think it is such a brilliant idea because I think it. um, I don't think it kind of lets you try everything yourself. It makes you. It seems like it would cut down on the poor decisions because you can try everything. You don't have to wait in line, I would hope, for like, no, there was, you know. there was zero lines. I mean, it's literally, there's like 40 taps, and you just go in there, and you're like, Ooh. It's wow. like candy in the candy store. <laughs> and like, and they're selling it on like. Like per a, ounce? Per or? ounce. Right. Uh-huh. So they're making 
an ass load of money because they're not selling it. They probably basically. cut their labor costs. So it's like Menchie's yogurt. Yeah. Yes, yeah. Exactly. It's the same thing. But they are making a shit ton of money off of like one ounce of beer that you're like, ah, this is trash. I don't want this. You know? If they you drink it, but it's like, whatever. You know? To truly be like, so how many poor decisions did you make? Well, I went into that. That has a double hammer. meaning. <laughs> I was, I was, um, I was pretty intoxicated. Uber, like, at Uber. that, like prior like to Blackout getting to Island. It. No, I wasn't oh. Blackout Island, but I was. Were by you, the, by were the you way, on the shore looking a, to Blackout Island? A gray Island. You know, actually, yeah, if we, if we open a place Island. like that, I think we would call <laughs> it poor decisions. Yes. Yeah, P O U R. Dude, you have to open like this it. now. You're committed, like. <laughs> In public. Yeah. By the way, now. Blackout Island's gone. R.I.P. Blackout Island. To Blackout Island. So, some of us work in energy. At a place like that, you could blend beer. Just blend as you wish. This IPA. So, like a that. suicide situation? Yeah, yeah absolutely. With beer. With or you, beer. you could make your own, like, black and tan you or, could. like, a snake bite or something. Like black you know, like, I feel like that's probably an untapped market. Untap, I get that. Yes, um, <laughs> I agree. Though beer blending, right? I, I honestly, there's really only like there's a couple blends, and none of them really make too much sense. Well, because, the, the Guinness blends have been around for hundreds of years. Yeah, but like uh, what, like Harp and Guinness or yeah. cider with Guinness, like has like twenty <clears throat> different names, and yeah. I don't really know. Uh, I just want to make like a Carbach IPA with a St. Arnold's IPA to see what happens. Didn't you have a name for this? this? this yeah, this is, is this the, the one. No, I, don't, I just thought it up this very second. Who? No, 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 no. We had this thing. This is a, oh. it's a, uh, it's a rodeo, uh, rodeo car. Papadillo and car, our car. Clown car. Clown car. Clown car. That was it. Yeah, we still haven't done it. Okay. It might be a terrible beer, but it's got a catchy name. They have rodeo clown. Uh, we'll have to ask. We I don't believe they do. I don't believe they do. I don't, I don't How do they not have our car? You I should pitch them to them. Right now. I think they have our car. Because they have, because they have 24 beers. other beers. Yes. I'm liking this color blend a lot. It's a good beer. Did you really get A1? Yes. By the off topic, uh, I'm an A1 boarding group for Southwest tomorrow. He got because I'm, because the best alert, seat of everything. Us. That's why I got that. Yes. It was worth it. Well, I was totally worth <clears> it. <throat> it was totally <throat> worth it. Yes. I didn't think that was even possible. Jeff is steak sauce. There it is. Yeah, Photo. A1. Steak sauce. Enjoy. Screen, screen grab that. I did. Already done. Yeah. Already, already done. on Instagram? I'll put it. I'll put it up on our site. So okay. somebody else can so use it to board yeah, in your name tomorrow. Exactly. What this means, by the way, exit row. And am I willing to open the door in case of an emergency? Absolutely. I'll be the first one ripping that door off on the wing. Let's go, people. Are you going to get a beer on the flight? Huh? Are you going to get a beer on the flight? I will. I will. It's a one-hour flight, so probably one. When you when you, you go on these, it. like when you get a beer on the flight, do you do you immediately gravitate towards Goose Island, which I think is the, <laughs> the best option? Of the shitty bunch? Uh, no, it depends on what the what the airline is as to what the options yeah, yeah. are. I actually don't haven't done it, but tomorrow I'm doing it for sure now. Because if I have to open that door to crash, I want to be drunk. <laughs> to go down the slide, the exactly. inflatable slide. Faith in humanity slide. restored. Yeah. <laughs> so don't worry, you guys. If, Jeff will save you. If, if we have an accident on landing, I might have had two beers. But I'm <laughs> Fair. 
All right, so we're going to hit the exit door here for just a moment and take a quick break. Uh, again, this is Talk.Beer. Um, and please check us out on social media. You Instagram, should. You should find Facebook, us. Jeff does Twitter. a lot of work with that. I do. Yeah. I don't know if anybody else does I think we're a actually lot of work on with Tumblr. You do too. a lot of work. I think we're on Tumblr, but I think it's probably. I think I signed up for that at one point, but I was intoxicated. Years. It was a great idea. Thank you. Find us on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter. There you go. Right now? Yeah. Oh, totally Rolling Rock. Absolutely. Rolling Rock? Yeah. Yeah. Wine? What do you think he's drinking, though? Scotch. I think. Do you think he came out of that and he just like, he like savored a bottle of champagne and like, hey, hey, bitches, I'm out. Or do you think he went out of Roja? Breaking news. Breaking news. Pamphlet, not a thing. My doll is what people take now. Yeah, just, I just got a text oh, saying thank that. You. <laughs> text, uh, text from our, from our and and time to check into my flight. Right. Wait, do they not make pamphlet anymore? When you're done, let me your copy, Tyson, please. We have a we have a new guest for the second half. My aunt Flo is here. She couldn't find it. It's not in the store anymore. Yeah, it's marketed as fine. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of things that are, that are marketed to ladies that guys don't know about. Uh, Arosa evidently is one of them. Um, that's another thing. I'm going to say my dog because when I played rugby, that was one of the secret ones. Wow. My dog. Yes, there you go. Educational podcast. Right? Yeah. There you go. Now we know. Let's also move on to other things that are new to learn. Let's move on to some Ooh. Our car IPA. Is one of them uh, Congo? 
That's right. And there's also an Arcar cask that is double dry hopped with citra hops. I heard that as Arcar cat, which made me more interested when you said that. But cask is also good. And since someone was talking about yoga pants earlier, <laughs> Eureka Heights Brewing Company, which. Are they sanitary? Of course they sanitize for more information. Can I make a big old bottle of Purell and just slather it over the We're never gonna get any live great opportunities from You guys keep obsessing over the germs. Yes. I will include all the information about some upcoming beer events in the Houston area. Yeah, there's all these good beer events here. Houston has an excellent beer scene, as we all know. Um, And one of the um, things we were talking about earlier as well is changes to places um, that serve beer, some of our favorite places to drink. Um, Jeff, you have some opinions about. I'll just report the facts on this, but sure. the back 40 of is a wonderful place to hang out. There's the bar. There's the bar. There's the behind the bar with some tables and cats walking around. And dudes and guitars. Well, that's the way back is the dudes and guitars. And that was just, there used to be like tables with rusty nails back there, and it was like a definite health hazard. Well, they they have cleaned up all the things. There used to be an old creaky barbecue back there with rusty edges. They got rid of that. Right. So the first step was the cleaning up of the tables and the removal of the junk and the tetanus risk drops, and it got kind of cool. And the kids and the dogs went back there a lot, and it was wonderful and family oriented. And our next step toward family oriented drinking is a large nine foot solid wood fence, which has. I actually didn't give a good close-up sniff on it. My main concern is that when you're sitting down at the pot, it has eliminated the breeze. And here in Houston in the summer, the one thing you have going for you in July at 9 o'clock on a Monday night is the breeze. And you have to sit up on top of the table and catch a little breeze on the top of your head, maybe to keep you slightly cool. So it's it's becoming more of like a, you would do a real bar with a real back section and a professional would make everything look nice, but some of the charm has departed. Doc, Doc got some of his boards. Right. Whose voice? 
We should just knock up, nail him down, little old hook, do a little, do a little crowbar. Yeah. Yeah. Knock out some windows. That would work. That would work. That might work. So, and in the past, perhaps the element back there was a little more loose on morals and things. I, I was asked to sell pot to someone last okay. week. He walks out back. He had a. It's a legal I, I issue. Was, I, I was hoping someone. He had a brash. He had a brash T-shirt on. No, no, we're not doing this. We're not doing this. Hey, pot for women. We're not associating. No. The guy, the guy who asked me to sell him pot yeah, had a brash T-shirt on. I'm going to put the fact on that I just had my hair cut. I was very short and Republican looking. However, as Liz noted, I did have a guitar with me, which swayed me back toward the he might be. This is a Republican haircut. But the, the guitar pushed me back toward the maybe he is selling pot kind of guy. So we had a very short guy, discussion. Like he was talking in circular logic. What were you playing? I was just kind of riffing, riffing th- on things. It was probably more country-oriented. Uh, George Jones, probably a big pot smoker. I don't know. See, he's dead. I can't libel him, right? So there you go. Um, so anyway, I informed him I did not have any pot. And he knew my friends were still coming because apparently he's stalking us back there. He said... When your friends show up, can you please have them sell me some pot? I'm really actually disappointed that his response was it'd be a lot cooler if you did. That would be awesome and on point. <laughs> I think he just really, really wanted some marijuana in a bad way. And we're going to have to totally. So I'm just going to say now, this is a Houston bar. We're going to edit out the name of the Houston bar at the start of this. But this Houston bar now has a fence, so now drug deals may take place in secret as opposed to open to the world. No holes in the fence. That is a solid-looking fence, man. Uh, yeah, so... Glory hole. Uh, I'm just going to announce this now. We have to now edit out the name of the bar. But the fence story remains a good story, I think. It seems counterintuitive that now there's a fence, so more drug deals will happen. It seems like the opposite would be true. Well, maybe now it's a secluded No drug deals happen at this place. None. Zero. Never happened. Yes. The pink, the the pink, the pink forty. We'll call it. The pink forty. I think the fence story is not libelous. I just want to say that. No. P P. Cocaine bar. Like, I think that its sole purpose is to sell cocaine. Wow. Wow, hold on. We've just, like, libeling the entire Houston bar industry. See, what, see, your story, Jeff, was not libeling. No, the, well. Like, at all. But, like, because you're not saying that one of the employees of that bar came No. It's just a patron. Patrons can And no marijuana was sold. But, uh, that. Don't we work in the media? Should we know what libel is? <laughs> I don't know, man. Slander. I just want to go on record. I don't frequent either of these places. <laughs> Alright, well, we should um, we should get to a topic that I want to talk about. Some driving this shit. So, here we go. 
Jeff, you mentioned the big bills, you have to like sit on a bench, try to catch some kind of breeze. It is really motherfucking hot outside right now because we live in Houston and it's July or going into August. Um, something I've been thinking of recently is, is there ever a point where it is too fucking hot to drink beer? So there, there is this thing where like you're the beer that you drink might change during the year. You might want a different beer when it is 45 and cold outside versus 98 and 90% humidity. But uh, is it ever too hot to drink beer? Because I have found myself in some situations where I'm like, it's, it's just too much to you. I'd say it certainly can be too hot to drink outside in uh, many yes, cases. Why are you outside? Because yeah. I right. can catch on fire. Yeah, but you're not drinking a beer on the way to your car, are you? No. That's a whole different story. We just met tonight. That's you true. need to be in the air conditioning. But Tyson, tell me, tell me your thoughts on this, because I could see you digesting some feelings as I was talking. <laughs> well, no, I, I would, I would just, I'm thinking, like, when I got in my truck today, it was 100 degrees. That's, that's what the uh, temperature readout said. And I'm drinking a Russian Imperial Stout. This is so a sick man. I know. <laughs> I don't, uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, I'm inside. I don't care. If I was outside on the patio, I'd, I'd probably... You'd be drinking Zima. I'd, maybe not a Zima, but I, I definitely would have... Definitely in a Rosa. I would have strongly considered the Lemon Ginger Rattler. Yeah, sure. all right. And a fine choice. Yes, Sean, let's hear it. it I, I Just think, talk no, about Tyson, tell, tell us what Sean would say. He's not gonna, I, I, just from his facial expression, I can just kind of feel what he's done. And I could be wrong. I could be wrong. I might be wrong. I don't know. <laughs> what I think, I, I think the temperature outside definitely, uh, as you said, it has a, it's, it's a determining factor on what you drink. Uh, you know, I, I, if, if we were all sitting outside, which I don't know I'm recording outside, but we're sitting outside, definitely would not be drinking this Russian Imperial Stout. I would be drinking something light and refreshing. A That's my go-to. That's what's up. Agreed. Coors Light, right. It's exactly a Coors Light. I would never drink that. I would never drink a Coors Light. Why not? I just libeled myself. It's a terrible beer. It's a terrible beer for the place. I would be drinking a Coors Banquet. I would be drinking Coors Banquet. I'd be drinking Coors Banquet. So, like, like, there it is. It sounds like for you, there can be a certain point where it's like it is too hot for a beer. You should be drinking a water instead, or well, it's not necessarily weather related. Okay. Um, probably, I would say about eight years ago, I reached a point in my life where I realized that just because the beer was free didn't mean I needed or wanted to drink it. Fair. And so. Uh, events that I would go to, parties where they were really catering to the wine crowd, but they would have Coors Light, maybe Budweiser off to the side. Just to like I'm not going to drink it. Or... I'll take the water. Go for, go for quality or don't go for it at all. That's right. Sounds fair. I
West Virginia, it was labeled as, ooh, it's going to be a fancy keg party because we've got rolling rocks. <laughs> yes, Man. Jeff, you know what I'm talking mm -hmm. about. That beer this is nasty. Is, this is like when you're like really into a girl and instead of buying Smirnoff vodka, you buy her like Sky vodka because it's like $5 more. Yes. Yeah, she thinks you're better. Yeah, ooh, he's. Or it's like I'm really into my college money. girlfriend, yeah. so I'm going to take her to Olive Garden in college. <laughs> you know, I'm gonna get the rolling rock keg. Yeah, I'm gonna get the rolling rock keg. Pony keg. Yeah, it's river. It's it's a river beer thing. I think. You know, you, you, you have My dad loves beers you wrong. drink on the river. It's wrong, wrong, wrong. Lone Star, the cheap good river beer. It is. Iron City. Iron City. I love Lone Star. Lone Star is amazing for the river. It's the only beer I would drink on the river. Unless we run out of low surf and they drink it all. And, and then I'll go with whatever we got. Founders, they do it. Empty, I think it is. That's a good river beer? Oh, it's a great river beer. And they sell it in cans and it's, they give it 12 pack, which it seems like one of the craft beers you can find regularly on It seems to me if you're on a Texas river floating on down, you're kind of re-entering that era of the Civil War, and you shouldn't be drinking a Michigan beer on a Texas river. You should be drinking... <laughs> we were Texas, not me, personally. Texas was part of the South. If you're re-floating re down the river on your tube, you are communally connecting with the soldiers of 1861. And should be drinking a Texas beer. Hey, now I can't float the river anymore. Jeff just ruined <laughs> I, I just it. The political about. statement. Yeah. yeah. Can I libel Houston now, though? Go for it. So it it's hot. It's really, really hot. And today on the bike ride, I was cruising down a street in Garden Oaks. And we spot a lot of dead animals. Dead squirrels, possums, whatever, in the road. And you just can't not look at them. So I'm cruising past, and there's a frog in the road. 99.5% of frogs you see in the road have been smashed. This was, a, this was a whole frog, and he had just gotten three-quarters of the way across the street and given up. And he was he was pointing toward the right side of the street. He was in, Maybe he came from the left side and tried to turn around. In any case, he was a full frog. He had just said, I give up, Houston, you win. I'm going to die pavement? right here. What's that? What was the surface of the pavement? It was, it was uh, top or? Uh, the gray macad, the gray concrete. Yeah. Yeah. What sort of what? A beer? Um, Coors Light, probably. That yeah, that might have been it. But no one had run over him. His little legs appeared to be not broken. He just said, he just said, game, he was dead. He's already dead. Did you check for a pulse? I did not check for a pulse, but he was starting to decay. He was desiccated. But he, was the, he had the full non-squashed body. He was a full 100% frog. Houston had killed him. <laughs> Tastes like chicken, by the way. Yeah. And talk about some of the favorite IPAs in Houston that we're drinking. 
he's my mascot. Well, no, Wednesday, Wednesday, a mini boss is awesome, by the way. Eureka, Eureka Heights. Um, at a sushi restaurant Wednesday, we had the Lone Pint Vic Secret, which is a double, not not a single IPA. Very, I highly recommend seeking it out where you can have it. It's been out for about four or five months. So that was that's my re- recent IPA favorite. Houston IPAs, like Colorblind. No, not the red. They're regular. I'll look it up. I'm, I'm going to find it for you right now. Do people have any kind of preference? Like a single IPA versus a double? Like seven iron? I really don't know. It, it is. is. Yeah. Yeah. The double IPA I just had this evening was from No Label. That's a brewery. No. Oh, I disagree. Their off-label series is no, kind of... Thing about no, I don't agree with that. I the think thing about no stuff. Their, their their regular run of stuff is not good. Uh, yeah, uh, no. Well, they have their brewmaster is very inconsistent. Yeah. This Katie really is. I like the Palmers. It's Kate C O M O R I N. Because I've had some really good stuff from the label, like the um, the the uh, lavender. What, what the hell is it called? That nightmare. Is that yeah, yeah, yeah. No. No, it's, it's an idea. It's not. Their their pumpkin beer is actually pretty good. Yeah, the 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 nightmare nightmare on first streets. Uh, beep, guys. We had to cut out a short part here. We got a little too personal with identifying someone and the quality of their work. So we'll just uh, get back into the podcast at another location. Beep. Yeah, Tyson, I think you're thinking of the seven iron for the living below. Because yeah. two numbers confuses people. There's also a pina colada variant on the seven iron. Which I am not going anywhere near that. Maybe I can I get a different beer and still do that. Wait, what beer? Wait, if you can't sell me that beer when your friends show up, can you then sell it to me? I'm not selling it. I'm wondering, what does it take to abandon a brewery? Oh, wow. I have largely abandoned the senior Oh, you mean not as the operator, as a fan? As a fan. Lawnmower. Lawnmower, weed whacker. The summer, I don't care for. The Santo. Santo. Santo is okay. Santo's good. Art car. I know. Art car is okay. But there's better stuff that I like. But I do but feel as though. What about are, the Alyssa? What about Clown Car? Clown Car. I haven't had it yet. Clown Car. So we need Clown Car. I'm pissed at St. Arnold too because I got rid of the winter stuff. Wow. So are you done with that or are you just mad? I'm not done. I'm not done. 
I think I think it's like when you like you're clearly not following the trend line. You know? And like I think St. Arnold's for a long time was like really, really good on like the trend line. Uh, because there was no trend line. What do you mean trend line per se? Like what is going on in the world of beer? Okay. And I think like like St. Arnold's was crap and they were like they were able to like the succeed there. Yeah. And then, but then then you like go out and you like look at like kind of like what's going on. It's like you know, some of these places are just like falling behind or they're just cashing in on the whole like over craft but they're not really doing shit. Right. You know, it's like, oh well we you know we're local. Buy us because we're doing local. Yeah. Right? Well, you're local and you're shit. So Well it's interesting because like Sours. Like yeah. Really good, like sessionable beers. That's like their like thing. But it's like if you're just like, oh, I'm gonna be an all-rounder. It's like it's not really. There's only a. There's there only no so, like, yeah, like, there's only a market for so much. What all you're around. saying is they need to market to women. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So your audience well, right there. Hand. It's a different focus on the brewery. Like, really, no, I'm gonna hear picture. Picture here. Where they focus on having the, the beer just to be sold with the food at the location. Everyone's still kind of focused on the brewery model where you want to have distribution and good cans or bottles at some point. Uh, but I, that's why if you go other places, you find that there's a lot of coffee breweries that do nothing more than selling house with a good restaurant or something like that, and that's all they need to do. And they're successful with that, and that's all they want. Yeah. I think in Houston, that we'll find that, that as, as the distribution model starts to become harder and harder to compete in, you might start to find that there are more places that look to do something else that's a little bit different than to try to still have a brewery, but still, you know, making a profit for a small number of people who have to. I will cede my time to Gulshan, but I have a thought after she's done. Let's make a cardamom beer. Okay. Woohoo. Buffalo Bio is what it is. They're always they're gonna be in that warehouse down the street. You know, they're they're never I don't think they're ever gonna I just want them to stop much beyond that. I want them to stop making wins. Yes. Yes. Consensus. Just like through like eight months. 
Wow, that was really bad. Make zero wits. Like, do something else. Yeah. You know, like, I like. Use your power for good. I I I think a lot of this goes back to like you know if if you're a brewmaster, like gravitate towards things that you like, right? So you're like, I want to I want to make a beer that I actually want to drink, not necessarily a beer that like everybody will drink. And I I just think that there's some like sick person that's like really into wits. It's like you know what? I'm gonna make I love wits, and so I'm gonna make like. Twenty fucking variants. Of no, matter, no matter, no matter what, what beer, no matter what, you know yeah. what? Let's like let's yeah. come yeah. up with like a pineapple wit, but I some shit they, like that. They have a recipe <laughs> that they like, and I think that I think that wits lend themselves more to that kind of experimentation than anything else. And so, and they want to experiment, and so that's why they do it. You, you don't see. I mean, you're starting to see more different flavored IPAs and things like that, but. Um, but they did the same thing with their style. If you look at their ginger wood style. Red Velvet, um, yeah. So, I mean, they, they do a lot of different things, but for some reason, their woods just seem to be spectacularly successful. I don't know. I just don't understand why you would continually bash your head against the cover. <laughs> <laughs> and I think that's what they do. It's like, okay, let's keep on doing this, and maybe we're going to be successful. It's like, no, like. Hang on, everybody. Sean's taking oh, my Sean's reaching Sean's for the microphone. Oh my god. It's because you've sullied wits. Sean does know oh, Buffalo oh, Bayou oh, really, really well. Correct me if I'm wrong, but wits are extremely light. Yeah. It is easy. Yeah. It is easy to put flavors inside of a wit. It is a, mean you should. No, I'm not saying it doesn't mean you should, but it does make it easier to create these flavor profiles that they're aiming for. Does not excuse what they're doing. I absolutely agree. Stop banging your head against the cover. But like, no, but like that actually, that's that's like that's a more negative opinion because you're saying that it's easy to do it. I'm not saying it's a positive or a negative opinion. I'm saying no, no, but but like you just said that like it's 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 an easy platform, right? Yes, yes, yes. It is. I believe, and maybe I'm wrong. I'm not. I am not a brewmaster, um, but I do believe that it is a case of. I just, I, you, I, I think, I think that's the problem. I think that. Are like, you saying that it's, it's because it's easy? That's why they're doing so many because they're just like, well, I can't come up with anything, so let's just throw this, well, together and make it. I think that when you go again, I think, and again, I could be wrong, but when you go with the wit, it is a lighter profile. It is easier to infuse it with the number of flavors, especially when you're going with their, with their fruity profiles. Because um, they have quite a few beers with a fruit profile. Therefore, when you're going with a wit beer, you can get more flavor from the fruit than you can get with... Agreed. If you injected that with a porter or a stout. Right. It's, it, it's more toward the front of the profile at a lighter beer. And without talking to them, I don't know the whole story, but it could very well be a case of they're aiming for that, that sweet flavor, that fruity flavor, where it's going to be Except, except for chocolate. Chocolate really well, comes through in a darker your, beer. Uh, that tasty, uh, well, tasty uh, yeah.
tell me a little bit about that. Is this something that you've run across or you thought about? Something you've experienced, something you drink, something you drink a lot of. Well, I was I was actually going to pose this the same question, the flip side of do you abandon? And I like the people at Eureka Heights. They don't know me personally, but they are making beer for me. With you know, they're mostly harmless. Their sense of humor. I love their beer. Their beer stickers. Blue Caliente is them. Yeah, Blue Caliente is them. Um, another example would be Pony Saurus Brewing Company in um, Durham, North Carolina. They are making beer for me. They don't know me. I'm from Texas, <laughs> but I visited there, and their little mascot is a Pony Saurus that has little arms like this and their sense of humor is just awesome and I think their beer is wonderful. Maybe other people but think I it's mean, gross. I think that's like one of those things that goes back to like you read the highest it's like okay, everybody's trying to do X, Y, and Z. How about we focus on just like one core area? And I think that they've been successful because they're like we're gonna stay in this like bubble and we're not gonna do all this other bullshit. I think what they're doing, they're doing well I just want to shout out for that new boss. It's so good. Uh, uh, Meredith, what about you? I know, I think there's a couple like local beers, local breweries that you really like that you kind of can turn to. I, I will give them all a try, and I will find something at each and every one of the breweries that I can drink. <laughs> no, but it's true. I love St. Arnold's. I love their Springbok, their Christmas ale. Uh, we had an opportunity recently at Barry's Pizza. They have a pint night every Wednesday, and they were doing Christmas in July. They had held back a keg of the St. Arnold Christmas ale, and it was amazing. And their pizza is really good. Oh, yeah, and their pizza is really good, too. I, I've, been going, I've been going to Barry's since I was a little kid. But I love... Uh, like, Buffalo Bayou, I I agree with all of you. I do not like that wit beer. I want to give them the benefit of the doubt and assume that they are going after the white wine drinkers of the world who are experiencing beer for the first time. And I think there's a place for it in the beer world. It's so not for me. Um, no, no, no. There are plenty of men out there who are not beer drinkers either. This is gender neutral. So, on our earlier point about the adventurous and not always successful folks in Buffalo Bayou, here's some of what they've tried just in the past two years. Pineapple, pineapple, pineapple. Almond, garlic, clementine. Amaretto by morning. Gingerbread staff. Chai porter. Pumpkin spice latte. Thin mint staff. Mexican hot chocolate. Ginger snap. Nutter butter, coffee cake, pecan pie, ruby red grape fruit, and key lime pie. That's not even a comprehensive list. These nuts. Some of them. These nuts. The hazelnut. They good. They're good. No, it's tremendous. Good. So they don't. They've done. They're mud turtles also. Yeah, I think anything that's a stout or a porter is really, really good. It's also harder to match a flavor profile with a fruit beer and a 
heavier, darker beer because of the. But like, can you like, do you imagine that all of those wood beers are in play? Selling well. They're selling enough. There's yeah, they're they're selling enough. They well, we haven't been there what in two years. So I mean, this is this this is another thing that uh, another point that I guess is solidifies what you're saying is we haven't been to them in a year or two easily uh, to their brewery. Uh, and, and you're absolutely right. The only beers that I do care about is their gingerbread style. Just so you know, the list Jeff was reading from there's a list of 30 plus beers that's all on for Christmas and July. So they've got 30 plus beers that are offered. I mean, wow. that's, I mean, that's, a, that's a Yeah, but, but how many of those are um, but how many of those are you? You can do how many different flavor profiles with that with beer? So that's I, I I'm not I'm not playing dumb. I'm getting one to get. I'm just maybe this is the reason why. Maybe they can brew a whole bunch of that and it's awesome flavors and it, hey it matches whatever profile. And you're absolutely correct. That is a easy way out. The only thing I'll say with this first is that out of those 30 plus beers, there's only one that has the name. Seven Spanish Angels, and I really, really enjoyed it. In the bomber. In the bomber. When, when it was in their first year, and they had, you know, it was just they were going to do it, you know, in in the fall or winter or whatever. Um, now that they've made it a year round, I do agree that it has fallen off in quality. So back with J Lo and Affleck broke up. Joe, like J Lo's back on the market. Well, guess what? Brazos Valley. Brazos Valley back on the market. I do like their Mama Tried IPA. It's a good one, and it's available in cans.
Oh, you missed our call. Missed our call. Like, like, selling out or whatever. Um, but for me, one of the things that I really like from a brewery is like a stable drink. Like I can have several of something and consistency. I can find it easily. Um, I love their staycation, especially for summer because Carbach has always had consistent quality. Yes. Always. Their um, mother lager, whenever it comes out, I always. I don't understand why that's not your own. I pack our fucking fridge with it. And it's double like, double like right? Mother lager? Lager. No, mother no lager. it's a lager. Yeah. Um, it's a twist layers. on their sympathy. Uh, sympathy for the lager? If you had to take sympathy or love street to space with you. Love street. Love street. Wow, that, that, was, that was almost unanimous. I would drink. I would take the sympathy. Fragile is tremendous. Uh, the one I really liked, it was one of the fun You'll series. You'll shoot your eye out, I love. You'll shoot your eye out. Yeah, they have it here. They um, the cans in the winter. One of their fun series that I really enjoyed was Bodacious. Oh, that yeah. And, but, like, that is, like, been, that was, like, three years ago. But I, I, I have some issues with their fun series because I think it's really, really like, um, no, you're right. You're because they did that right. one where it was like tequila and something. It was like, oh, yeah, it's tequila like, barrels. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, yeah. No, it was like this tastes like uh, apple juice. I I really miss the thing I really miss from Carlock is just regular health yeah. Yeah. Okay. I like BBH. I like yeah. BBH. BBH is great. They've done the BBH chocolate. They've done the BBH vanilla. They've done the BBH cherries. Cherry. 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 The regular, you know, bourbon barrel hellfighter, but they haven't done, just at least not that I've seen, a run of regular hellfighter no, in a couple of years. A and it yeah. really takes me on because hellfighter was my favorite beer. But, uh, but yeah, I, I feel as though um, I'm really Talking about river beers, I almost brought up Love Street because Love Street is, I've taken Love Street on the Love river Street's and Love great. Street's very good. Yeah. It's a very refreshing beer. Sean, what about you down there? I, uh, I do believe that as the temperature increases, it would become staycation than the Lemon Ginger Rattler. I believe that it has the, Lemon Ginger Rattler has a low alcohol content, it's a sweeter beer. It's almost like drinking a good Mike's Hard Lemonade or a, oh, yeah. Um, yeah. That's, that's very close to drinking it. Yeah, it, it is. It is very close to drinking Azima. It's 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 lightweight. Um, I can drink several of those and be okay. Um, but, I, I did uh, not expect to like the Rattler. But I, I, I did really. Like it. It's I the first time I drank it, I was thinking, you know, if I was sixteen and mowing the yard, and my mother said, you know what, you mow the yard, I'll give you this instead. Sure, drinking a beer would have been awesome. But this would have really motivated me. If I was a team on the yard, I would have said, he does this spot. Well, yeah, we would be curious to know uh, what you think as well. Like, if there has been anything in particular that is being break up a brewery, if there was something that kind of uh, made you adopt a brewery as your go-to beer purveyor of choice. I want more back to you. 
just give me more vaccine. Please send all back to you. Uh, no, no. As, as, far as, as far as being becoming a fan of, of a brewery, um, 11 Below, which is a newer newer brewery in the area, um, I hadn't tried a lot of their stuff. I had a rep come to me and, and bring me some samples. And I liked what they had to offer. Um, but I ordered a keg of their negative space, which was a chocolate milk stout that they did over the winter. And um, did it sell quickly or slowly? I saved it for a couple months. Oh, okay, you aged it. Yeah, I aged it a little bit. Um, and it was actually, I guess, late May. I ended up with a spot for it on my on my tap board and put it on. And it is the best chocolate milk stout I've tasted. Try it at Saloon Door. Try the saloon door. I, and I, 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 I will. Beat down the doors to get but, it. But I'm going to with you. But so far, the negative space from 11 Below is my my favorite chocolate milk stuff that I've tried. And that made me kind of... Uh, the Oso Bueno was very good. It's their, yep. their brown ale. Or, or, uh, it's, a, it's a box style. Um, Seven iron and this. Se- yeah. And so, you know, the, of the beers I've had from there, they, they have done a very good job. So I, I guess I'm a mark for a lesson. <laughs> so we recorded a few weeks ago over we the interview Brewmaster at Buffalo Bayou, obviously. Obviously. Uh, we have some Thanks to everyone for the invitations to record at your locations. We have a pizza place asking us. We have a downtown craft beer bar and retail shop asking us. And we have a taco place asking us to come as well. Yeah. Yeah. Why, why, why are we not there? Why are we not there? Why are we not And Zima. And beer for her. Just make your and what, what's, what's the taco place? What's the taco place? Um, 